episode four of Couple of Sixes. I'm Dustin. I'm Arjun. And today we're going to be recapping week four and five of the NFL. Yes, yeah, so uh, if we just want to start right into this, we can go to week four, which um, on right. week four. So the first game that we'll talk about in that in week four was the Seahawks-Lions game. Yeah, okay, so what I've seen from that is, you know, he's looking like a top-five quarterback, I'm telling you. He's You're kind of mentally insane. Um, Geno Smith, okay, he is playing really good, but, like, top five? Yeah. Um, The final score of the game ended up being 41-38 or 48 48- it was a really high-scoring game. Both quarterbacks looked very good. Gina Smith, this year so far, he's played better than Russell Wilson. I'll give you that. But I feel like... Look at where Russell Wilson is. That You're a Packers fan, buddy. But uh, top five could be a bit of a stretch. And... I don't know. I feel like both these teams, they're both in the rebuilding phase. The Lions are further ahead in their rebuild. But they just need uh, a better quarterback than Jared Goff, even though Goff has been playing really well, and they need their defense to step it up. Mm -hmm. Because they've been playing, like, the best offense in the league. Well, maybe not best. Other than last week, week five, which we'll get to that. But... All right, next game. Um... Raiders Broncos. Oh my god! I mean, it wasn't really that unexpected. Raiders got their first win. Melvin Gordon that. fumbled, and the Raiders scored a touchdown off of it. Russell Wilson. The, it's the first time the offense has scored over twenty. It's the only time the offense has scored on, over twenty all year, and it gets ruined by a Melvin Gordon fumble. And of course, the one game the offense shows up, the defense decides not to. They let Josh Jacobs get his biggest game of the season. It was just bad all around. And you hate to see it. You really do. But... What I, are we thinking for the future of the Raiders? I they're mean, not this making is, the playoffs. This is their first win, but it's not like it's against a good team. The Broncos are making the playoffs, but the Raiders... Well, hold on. No, they're not. The Raiders aren't making the playoffs. I think, like... At least they have their – wait, they don't even have their first-round pick this year for Devontae. Um, at least they have Devontae Adams, who – We'll see in the future. I don't know what he was doing. But. Yeah, he was kind of an idiot for what he did at the end of the Raiders-Chiefs game, but – We'll get into that later. So the next game is Jets-Steelers. Um – that was Zach Wilson's debut game. He didn't play good to start the game. He threw a couple of picks. He had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. Or no, he had a receiving touchdown. But at, uh, to win the game after Pickett, we'll get into Pickett, but he had that nice little drive towards the end of the game, showed flashes of what he can be. But the game as a whole wasn't very promising. But look, it's his debut, so... We got to cut him some slack. And then Pickett had his debut through three picks, I want to say. Yeah, three picks. The first one was a jump ball to Chase Claypool. 
and the last interception he threw pretty much lost them the game. Mm-hmm. Like that was it was a stupid pick, and it is what uh, helped the Jets come back on the final drive and win the game. Yep. So we just need to see Pickett improve week after week, and if he keeps doing that, then he he looked better than Trubisky. I'll give you that. Like he already has chemistry with George Pickens, but not looking promising for him. But again, he's a rookie, and that was his first ever NFL start or debut. Bills Ravens. The Ravens were up twenty to three at one point, and then they just they cannot keep a lead at home. At all. Against the Dolphins, we saw that was a horrible, horrible. But especially against against the Bills, they had one of the better teams in the league down big. And then the the offense stopped scoring points. So they went into, like, a conservative mode, trying, like, shoe clock. And the defense just kept giving up big plays. I mean, that's going to happen when you're playing the Bills. But still, they need a be able to step up and get stops when it matters, especially when the offense is producing like the way they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, both of those are pretty heavily offensive teams. I mean, you could say the Bills' defense is better than the Ravens' defense. Well, the Ravens are supposed to have one of the better defense in the league with Marcus Peters, uh, the rookie, um, Kyle Hamilton. They were supposed to have a really good secondary, but the secondary is just – there's – Especially in the Dolphins game, there's just a ton of miscommunication. Mm-hmm. It's not a skill issue. It's just they're not gelling right now. Makes sense, makes sense. Then there was that. Then we can talk about the Sunday night football game, which was Buccaneers versus Ch- the Chiefs. Um, I actually don't think I watched that game. I think I was out. He, might, game was on. he might have been asleep because he's a little... He's an old man with a horrible sleep schedule. Um, but Mahomes, this far into the season, he's definitely top three in the MVP race, in my opinion. It's him, Hurts, and Allen, or him, Hurts, Lamar, whatever you want to say. But he's been playing really good uh, ever since week one when he threw five touchdowns against the Cardinals. This week, again, he steamrolled the Bucks defense, who – We've seen to be one of the better defenses in the league, especially like in that Saints game. They were the entire reason they won. The Bucks defense has been clamping people up, and Mahomes just made them look silly. And especially there was one play. It's been going around the internet. Everyone's seen it. But where he spun out the Buccaneers defenders and then shuffled past it to Clyde Hilaire in the end zone. Oh, yeah. I did see that game, actually. He's... He he just makes plays that no other quarterback can make. Like you say, like talk about Aaron Rodgers with like his deep ball and that like his deep ball accuracy rolled it, and how oh he's the only quarterback in the league that can make this throw. Mahomes is genuinely the only quarterback in the league that can do what he does at the level he does it. I agree. And then the Bucks offense finally started to like score. Like the big concern for them all year has been their lack of offensive production. In this game, they scored like 30, uh, a decent amount of points, 31 points. But my concern is that they all came like towards the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter when they were already down three touchdowns. 
Yeah, so it doesn't even matter. It's not that it doesn't matter. It's if they like, can translate that into future games, then then, I'd then like to that's see important. That. Yeah, but the like one team that gets criticized a lot for garbage time scoring was the Cowboys with in the Dak years. Well, last year when Dak was playing and he scored a ton, a ton of garbage time points, that kind of like those stats when like you're down big and you're forced to pass kind of inflate your stats, but mm-hmm. it still it still matters. But, oh, for sure. Yeah. And then one of the last games that we'll talk about for week four is this Patriots-Packers game that was on. Um, I didn't really watch the game. Again, I watched Red Zone, so I didn't really watch the game. But the Packers were like one of my locks of the week to win. And when I look on the TV and I see them losing 24-17, to 17, to Bailey Zappi, I was very confused, but I well, looked at the stats and I watched back the film. It's because the Patriots didn't let Bailey Zappi throw the ball. They made his job very easy. He only threw it 15 times. They uh, ran it a lot with Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. But uh, uh, the Packers also ran the ball. They gave Aaron Jones 16 touches. He had 110 yards. How do you know that? Just off, off the top of your head. How do you? Because we don't have any like stats or anything I'm pulled good, up right now. I'm good with numbers. All right. I know your birthday, your mom's birthday, your dad's birthday. So, um, sixteen rushes, one hundred and ten yards. That's almost ten. Not almost ten yards a carry, but that's well over five yards a carry. The Patriots have struggled with the run all week, and this week, week six. They're playing the Browns, who have Nick Chubb. So, the Patriots, they're just a very weird team. I don't know how they're going to do the rest of the season. I don't know how really they're going to improve. But they're one of the teams I'm, like, looking forward to their off season. really. Not really, like, the rest of the games this season. What's the, uh, what's the status on Mac Jones' injury? I don't know. I think he's out for like a, another decent, a, lo- a long time. Hmm. Like he's not going to be back anytime soon. He might be out for the season. I completely forgot how, what his injury even was. Okay, so it's more of a we'll see you next season. Yes. Thing. I'm very excited for the Patriots offseason and for their next, like what they do next season. This season I would say is kind of a a wash. And uh, the Dolphins, what happened? Uh, was that? This week or the week after that Teddy got hurt? Uh, it was So the Dolphins played in week four. They played the Bengals on Thursday Night Football. That was the Tua concussion game. That, oh, that was concussion that okay. was very – the Dolphins uh, – so in the Dolphins-Bills game, we talked about how Teddy got put in and how the Tua came back and they still won that game. And Justin brought up how the injury – uh, they're saying something about it being a concussion. And then he goes and plays the Bengals. And that injury was brutal to watch. And the Dolphins medical staff, he got fired as he should have because that was just... He should not have been out He should have not been playing that game. It looks like he got a concussion against the Bills. Then you give him four days of rest. He has to play a Thursday night football game. What did you think was going to happen? He should have never been in that game, and 
I'm glad that the medical staff got fired, mm-hmm. frankly. I think he he's okay now. Nowhere near close to he, playing. He again. should not be playing again yeah. at all. Uh, right now it's Teddy and Skylar Thompson who are the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So I think Teddy's back in for week six. He, he could be. But obviously, obviously, um, they don't like uh, last week against the Jets. They didn't want to put him in as a concussion after the whole Tua controversy. Yeah. But speaking of last week, week five, let's jump right into it. We can talk about the uh, Packers Giants game. Yeah, we can talk about the Packers Giants game, which was the London game, the first game on Sunday. Because we were just talking about the Packers. Um, it gets hard for me to wake up that early sometimes. Just get straight into football. But I saw that the Packers were up big. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be an easy game. The Packers are who I suspect to like be in the NFC championship contention. I don't think they're going to win the NFC. But I think I expect them to make the championship game. Um, but... The Giants, Saquon Barkley, they had him playing a ton of Wildcat um, because that's just what they can do. Like with Saquon at running back and Daniel Jones, well, Daniel Jones got injured, but with Saquon at running back and the rushing attack they have, they're able to just run the ball even when the other team knows they're going to run the ball. And that's what makes them so dangerous. And that's why they've been able to win so many games because when a team can run the ball down your throat and you know, they're going to run, but they can still do it. They're unstoppable. So, um, I, my main takeaway from this game really was that the giants, are a better team than I suspected them to be. I suspected them to be a volunteer team in the league, but they could be making a playoff push with a 4-1 and record now. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I actually just had to grab some water really quick. But, yeah, I'm back now. Uh, let's go into the Colts-Broncos game. No. Okay, this game gave me nightmares. One of, if not the worst Thursday night football games of all time. Final score is 12-9. The Broncos were up, uh, I think, 9-6 to six when they got a field goal blocked by the Colts. Then the Colts tied it up 9-9. to nine, And Russell Wilson drive or no, it was 9. Then, okay, hold on. It was tied 6-6 six to six when McInnes' kick got blocked. Then they were up 9-6. to six, And Russell Wilson throws a pick in the end zone. The Colts drive down and tie the game. It's overtime. The Broncos get down. It's fourth and one at the six-yard line. And Russell Wilson, of course, throws it. Like what? And it's incomplete because he forces it to Cortland Sutton when KJ Hamler was wide open. They could have ran it, but no. They Why would any team want to run the ball with Russell Wilson on a fourth and one or a second and goal with two yards to go? What I don't get is both these quarterbacks – they used to be good, and now they're just both lost. Like, it's kind of sad to see. I really thought that Russell Wilson would be the needle to move the Broncos to – I thought they were going to make the Super Bowl. 
or not make the Super the AFC Championship game. I thought a Super Bowl was like possible, but my predictions before the season for all these teams are not looking good. Um, the only thing like the 49ers, they're not playing that well. The Bucks aren't playing that well. The only thing I have going for me is that I predict the Eagles to do well, but other than that, all my teams are like kind of failing me right now. They're undefeated right now. Five and zero. Five and zero, yeah. And last week they beat the Washington. No, they beat the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals, they missed a field goal that could have tied it up into overtime. So the Eagles are squeaking by a little, but it's not like they're playing nobody's. Like the Cardinals, they're not the best team. I don't even suspect them to make the playoffs, but they can play really well with any contender. Like they, they're not an easy team to beat. They're not like the Bears mm-hmm. or the Texans. Speaking of, we got a Washington Bear or Washington Washington versus the Bears coming up Thursday, next week. Yeah, Thursday night football. Uh-huh. Um, we'll get into our predictions. We'll get for into that, our honestly. predictions, but the Bears this week, week five, they played the Vikings, and I don't like. It, I don't know how they're scoring so many points. They scored over twenty points. I don't understand it. They they have no good pieces on offense. Their quarterback is not good. I'm sorry to tell you, but he's just not good. Your number one wide receiver is Darnell Mooney, and your offensive line sucks. How are they scoring, like, 20-plus points almost on a week-to-week basis? It makes no sense to me. I don't know. Where where are these points coming from? Uh, last week, they it, it came from David Montgomery – on the ground, he had a touchdown, and then they had some like uh, they had one touchdown pass, which Justin Fields has like two touchdown passes all season, but it mainly just comes from field goals because their inability to punch it into the end zone is just leading them to miss out on a ton of points. That's fair. That's fair. But another game that we could talk about is. Bucks, Bucks versus the Falcons, which that the Grady Jerry on the end of the game got a sack on Tom Brady, which would have forced the Bucks to punt it, and it was twenty-one to fifteen at this point. So the Falcons could have drove down and ha- could have won the game, but they called a pass interference on Grady Jerry, which led which gave the Bucks a first down, which meant they just ran out the clock. Mm-hmm. But, the, I mean, the Falcons, they've been close in every game. And they're playing better than people expected. Yeah, right now they're 2-3 and three with a chance this week to go up to 500. But no one, like, I suspected them to be one of the worst teams in football. Even though I, they have some good players. They have Drake mm-hmm. London. They have Kyle Pitts. And so far their coach has been scheming up really easy plays for Mariota. A ton of play action, a ton of just making Mariota's job a lot easier because Arthur Smith used to be the offensive coordinator for the Titans when Mariota was the quarterback. So he knows what he excels at. He knows how to give Mariota a position to win. But this play action heavy offense is sort of limiting their playmakers. Like it's limiting Kyle Pitts' job because he's a tight end. And when you do have play action, tight ends have to act like they're blocking, act like it's a run. So it's forcing their 
wide receivers to uh, make plays, and their wide receiving room without Calvin Ridley isn't really that good. But when you have a coach scheming you open, it can uh, make their jobs a lot easier. Okay, but here's the situation here with Mariota. It's not like he's one of the better QBs in the league. He's bottom five, in my opinion. And you kind of have to make that decision. Do you want to take, okay, yeah, we have Kyle Pitts. Do we want to use him well and risk Mariota not performing and even getting those passes off? Or do we want to set the game plan around him and make him actually function? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's weird because they made Kyle Pitts the highest drafted tight end ever. And they're kind of just using him as a decoy. They're mm-hmm. kind of just like putting him on the field and making like defenses have to worry about him. It's kind of like in basketball, Stephen Curry, his gravity, like everyone talks about gravity where you can make your teammates be wide open because the defense is just lasered in on you. It's That's kind of what Kyle Pitts is doing for the Falcons. So yeah, he's not putting up good numbers, but when you watch the film, there is one play, there is a lot of plays in particular where the defense was dropping back to follow Kyle Pitts when he was running a uh, a deep route and it was causing my receivers to be wide open over the middle of the field. Exactly. He's playing the role he needs to for this offense. Yeah. And we talked about the beginning of the season, the Falcons are going to have one of the first couple picks, right? Yeah. So it doesn't look like Mariota is a long-term option. So this is kind of Kyle Pitts' season to just sit out, wait it out. And make and try to help the team win. But the weird part about that is that they drafted Desmond Ritter in the third round. So they have a rookie quarterback sitting on the bench. But the problem is Mariota hasn't been playing bad enough to get benched. Like Trubisky, he was playing bad enough to get benched. But Mariota is kind of just like surviving. Mm -hmm. So maybe even with that pick, they can get – more wide receiver room. Yeah, especially with wide receivers such as Jags, uh, like a ton of wide receivers in this draft, yeah. uh, ton of playmakers in this draft for them to kind of improve. I'm really excited for the future of this team. They have a cornerstone quarterback, cornerback, A.J. Terrell. They have a cornerstone tight end and a cornerstone receiver in Drake London and Kyle Pitts. So they're going in the right direction for sure. Yep. All right. So you want to move on to the next game? You ready? Yeah. All right. Bengals Ravens. That was the Sunday night football game, and that was the final score of that game was nineteen to seventeen. Um, that game, Lamar Jackson has been playing like an MVP front runner the past couple of weeks, but he overthrew two wide open touchdowns in like the beginning of the second half. And it, the offense wasn't able to move. It was looking really bad. Like, they got off to a 10-3 start, and then Lamar threw a pick, and then the Bengals stormed back, took the lead, and the Ravens just looked helpless. Look, I mean, when they needed it, he clutched up, he got on his feet, did what he needed to do. He's the best scrambling quarterback of all time, like in my opinion already, better than Michael Vick, better than Cam Newton. He's just so dangerous on his feet and he was able to get them in the field goal range for justin tucker's clutch justin tucker is the best field goal or the best kicker 
in the league, maybe the best kicker of all time, up there with Adam Vinatieri and kickers like that. But the Bengals, man. They need to pick it up. They've, against the Cowboys, they only scored 17 points. Against the Steelers, they only scored 20 points. They're not putting up points. Like, against the Jets, they only put up 26 points. They're not putting up, like, explosive amount of points. They're, like, league average, it feels like. And every game, it feels like they're only scoring one to two touchdowns when they have the best wide receiving core in football. They have a top 10 running back. They have a top 10 quarterback. It, it makes no sense. I mean, they're not – I don't know. I don't know whether it's Joe Burrow's fault or if it's the Lions' fault. What do you think? We talked about this last episode, I think. Yeah, it's a combination of the coaching, the quarterback, and the O-line. Joe Burrow is not – he's trying to be a hero – He's not throwing the ball away, which is leading to him getting sacked a lot. And it's kind of like slowing the offense down. Because when you get sacked on first down, second down, and you bring up third and long, second and long, you're forced to pass. Now your top 10 running back, Joe Mixon, he becomes obsolete. And it's just very hard to keep moving the ball like that. I think, honestly, what they need to do, because these teams, they're so focused on the Bengals passing the ball now. I think they need to go into a run-heavy offense just for – even the next couple of games, just to mix it up, show them what Joe Mixon can really do because we know he's good. Yeah, we know Joe Mixon is good. Joe Mixon is on my fantasy team. I need him to start scoring more touchdowns, but we just we need to see him shine. It's hard with that star receiving core to want to like keep the balls out of their hands. But at this point, you got to switch something up. Exactly. But it's... I don't think Zach Taylor is a good enough coach to realize that. Zach Taylor is one of the worst coaches in the entire league. And the fact that he made a Super Bowl actually really hurts the Bengals because they're going to be reluctant to fire him when he needs to go. I don't know. I'm not too, like, informed on all that with the coaches and everything. But he sucks. It's He sucks. But we can move on to the next game, which was the last game of the entire week, the Monday Night Football game. The Raiders and the Chiefs, the Raiders lose again. They keep dropping. They're, they're pretty much out of playoff contention already this far into the season. I mean, the AFC is so stacked. They would have to go on a crazy run, which I just don't see happening. But the Chiefs were down 17 points at one point in this game. They went off 30 to 23. And then Derek Carr had one of, if not the best throws of the entire season. It was like he was running forward, off of one foot, deep ball, right into the bucket of Devontae Adams. And then they decide to go for two. See, that is just a terrible coaching decision because you're not in the position as a team to score that based on – look look at the past four weeks. What have you done? You won to the Broncos. Congratulations. I don't know if it's – I don't know why you would put it on one play instead of a whole overtime. That's what doesn't make sense to me. I, maybe they didn't trust their defense, but like that, their defense got to stop. And then it just makes no sense. That, like there was enough time for even if the Chiefs to score, you would have gone the ball back and you would ch- a ch- chance to go down and try to win that game. But they did get the ball back, 38-29, they had one last chance to win the game. And then Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, fourth and one, ran a route into each other. Devontae was lined up on the outside. 
he was supposed to run a post route and uh Hunter Renfro was supposed to run an outbreaking route. But I think Devonte got jammed at the line, which caused the timing of both their routes to be off, which Devonte broke for his post too late, which caused them to run into each other. So Derek Barr just ended up throwing a ball in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that led to frustration for Devonte Adams. Yeah, I uh, I actually didn't see the end of that game. But I saw on the news the next morning, I see Devontae Adams pushing and assaulting a cameraman. That was it. He needs to keep his cool. He, I understand it's football, the the most competitive athletes in America, most like all trying to win. And when you lose, it's really frustrating. But you cannot put your hands on an innocent cameraman like that. Yeah, honestly, like at that point, just take one of the other players. Yeah. Not, not, don't go off to the camera, man. He's I mean, done he's nothing. Yeah. He's done nothing. But um, that was all the games over the past two weeks. Football, uh, the Eagles are still undefeated. They're 5-0. The Cowboys are 4-1. The Giants are 4-1. The, so that division looks really good in a, frankly, weak NFC. Mm-hmm. Like, the NFC North is looking like the uh, both the teams in that division, the Vikings and the Packers, don't look very strong. But I wouldn't trust them to win the Super Bowl this far into the season. Um, the Bucks—they've looked on and off a lot. I wouldn't really trust them to win the Super Bowl. I could very much see them getting to the NFC Championship, and then the Rams and the Niners don't even look like the Rams have looked very, frankly, bad to start the season. And the 49ers and Jimmy G haven't looked that promising either. Mm-hmm. So that whole division, like, I just think the NFC East, when Dak comes back, and if Daniel Jones can stay healthy, that division will be the division to beat. Hey, don't diss Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush isn't playing good. He's just not a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's mainly been the defense that's been winning in these games. And then in the AFC, if you want to, uh, the Chiefs are winning what everyone thought would be the best division in football, but the Raiders and the Broncos have been disappointing. Even the Chargers have been a little disappointing, but they're still three and two. Probably won't win the division, but they can make that. They'll definitely make a play. We'll make a playoff push. The NFC North has the Bengals and the Ravens, who, in my opinion, have both looked a little disappointing. The Ravens could easily be 5-0 right now, and the Bengals should not. Like, the Bengals could be also like 4-1 right now, but they've been playing downs at the competition, and they haven't been performing as well. And then, obviously, you have the Bills, who everyone knew the Bills would be good. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's get into our predictions for Week 6, which this episode, it might come out close to the Week 6 episode just because of the way that we're timing these. Mm-hmm. We'll be back on regular schedule as of... As of, yeah, week seven-ish. Yeah, because we actually, we're going to have a, a basketball, basketball series. Podcast yeah, come out. The, our episode zero is going to come out either Monday or Tuesday um, before the NBA season. We'll have our predictions. And then we'll, after that episode, we'll drop our week six 
uh, recap of the NFL, and then we'll be back on regular regular schedule. Yeah. Also, let us know if you want a whole separate channel or if you want them to start getting posted on here, and we'll like we'll separate we'll, the yeah. the titles. Yeah, for the football and basketball. But yeah. So, anyways, let's get right into our predictions. All right. So first game. Thursday night football. Yep. Commanders versus Bears. We both have the Commanders winning that game, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, it's not a good game anyway. I probably won't watch it, honestly. It might be worse than the Colts Broncos game, which would be, like, very surprising because the Colts Broncos game sucked. But I don't see a. Carson Wentz is a notoriously good quarterback on Thursday Night Football, which is very weird to me. But I expect a low scoring game, maybe, like, each team scores, like, under 20 points, but the Commanders are the better team easily, so. Mm-hmm. I don't see why they're going to win that. 49ers-Falcons. We both had the 49ers winning that game. Yeah. Honestly, it could be a close game. I, again, the Falcons could, I see, like, I'm not going to, I have six locks every week. I'm not locking the 49ers. Because the Falcons, they, they're playing way better than they should be. And they're playing with good teams very well, so. I could very much see the Falcons winning this game, but I predict the 49ers like the Super Bowl. I should stick with it. I think they are a good team, but they just haven't been performing this season. I agree. All right, Patriots, Browns. We both had the Browns winning that game. Mm-hmm. Patriots haven't been able to stop a rushing attack. Now they have to play Nick Chubb. Jacoby Reset's also been really good. Amari Cooper's been really good. And I just don't see the Patriots offense being able to produce with Bailey Zappi. I mean, I'm just... I'm honestly going for the Browns until Deshaun gets back because I want them to get to the playoffs. I want them to make an appearance. I I mean, I want to see Deshaun Watson play playoff football again just see how he can do, but it's – I want the Browns to keep losing so the Broncos can make the playoffs selfishly, but who knows. We'll, I, we both think the Browns will win that game. And then Jets-Packers. I don't think this is going to be close. I think the Packers blow them out. Me too. Yeah. The Jets barely beat a Steelers team. But, uh, and then because of, uh, because of turnovers, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers will turn the ball over. I think he'll be able to push the ball really well down the field. And I just don't trust Zach Wilson against that Packers defense with Jet, Jahir Alexander, Eric Stokes, Rashawn Gary. Yeah, we got to give him a little bit more time to warm up. If he goes against these good teams, like, straight up, I don't expect him to have a great performance. He still needs to warm up to the league. I mean, the Jets uh, are 3-2, and two, and last week they did score 40, but that was, like, I put that more on the, like, defense being able to stop the Dolphins and, like, get these stops and the turnovers mm-hmm. and put the offense in a position to succeed. So if they can beat the Packers this week, I'll start putting respect on their name. But until then... I'm a little doubtful. I agree. All right, Jaguars, Colts. We both had the Jaguars winning that game. Jaguars have been playing good. And after what we saw last week out of the Colts, that's just, it's sorry. It shouldn't even be close. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's not going to be close. I mean, the Jaguars notoriously own the Colts. I think that they'll win this game and probably, like, by a touchdown. I'm thinking more of a gap than that, but we'll see. We'll see. Vikings, Dolphins. Justin is a notorious Dolphins believer. Um, 
I am a Vikings believer. I think they'll make a deep push. I think they might be one of the teams in the NFC Championship game. But I just think with with uh, either Teddy or Skylar Thompson starting, that Vikings defense is good enough to punish the mistakes they make. And with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook and Alexander Matheson, the Vikings offense should outduel Teddy or Skyler. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the spread for this game yet, but Dolphins, I don't – it's not that I expect them to win, but I want them to win <laughs> because, you know, it's really sad what's happened to that team after week three. Yeah, the horrible, like, just player management has cost them. Yeah. But, hey, I want to see a good future out of them, so I'm going with the Dolphins. <laughs> that is fair. We could see. Like, that game could be close, but I don't expect it to be. The next game on the list of predictions is the Bengals-Saints. I have the Saints winning. Um, I've believed in the Saints. Uh, the Bengals haven't – I still believe in the Saints. I feel like even with Andy Dalton starting a quarterback, they should have a good enough offense with uh, the weapons around them. And their defense should be able to take care of the Bengals, especially with that horrible line. The defense the Saints have should be able to punish them. Um, so what happened to Joe Burrow? Andy Dalton starting for the Saints. Oh. Why? Because Jameis got hurt. When? Against the uh, – before the Vikings, against the – oh, who, 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 who. He was in week three. Whoever declared in week three, he got injured. All right, whatever. But I don't, I don't want to see Andy Dalton out there. That's even more of a reason that I had the bangle. I have the Bengals. Honestly, when I looked at this, it was kind of a toss up. But now that I hear Andy Dalton starting, definitely the Bengals. Who knows? We'll see. I don't trust that man with anything. I trust that man. I trust him. Um, but. We'll move on to the Ravens and the Giants, which I think the Ravens should move on four and two, hold a good lead on the division, and then still go run away with that thing. All right, this kind of my upset of the week. I got Giants. Um, I looked at the spread, and it's Giants plus three, and I'm kind of thinking there's there's a reason for that. I mean, Giants have been playing good, so have the Ravens. But I don't know what it is. I feel like when that Jet, that Giants team matches up with them, we're going to see something good. Yeah, no, I think that the Ravens' defense should be able to stop the passing attack, which just means if Saquon has a monster game, like, I expect Saquon to have a monster game, but he'll have to, like, have one of the best games of his careers in order to outdo Lamar Jackson in that Ravens' offense by his own. Mm-hmm. So, um, Bucks Steelers. The Bucks should win that one. Yeah, I got the Bucks too. I don't see how they don't win that one. Uh, the defense should be able to hold Kenny Pickett, and the Kenny Pickett hasn't like they scored. They didn't score much against the Jets. They scored three against the Bills. This Bucks defense is no joke, and Tom Brady's like beat up on bad. 
uh, has beat up on rookie quarterbacks his entire career. Yeah, I just don't see I don't see a world where the Steelers offense can really function against this Tampa defense. So, I don't know. I feel like that should be an easy game and that like that might be my lock of the week. But it's not going to be. I there's a different lock. I have a different lock of the week, but it that's going to be a blowout. Yeah. Um Panthers versus Rams. This is my lock of the week. Yeah, I got Rams. All the, the Rams. There, there's like the Bengals or no, the Panthers are legit trying to start a rebuild, and they just fired their head coach. Um, it's uh DJ Moore is out for personal reasons. Like, I don't think there's a world in which they should win. All right. Uh. Yeah, I think the same thing. The Panthers' offense and defense haven't been doing well over these past five weeks. So, I don't really see a world where they're going to win against the Rams. I mean, out of everyone, the Rams. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good. That's what definitely my lock of the week. Yeah. But then the next game is the Cardinals versus the Seahawks. Hey, we, we were just talking about this earlier. Geno's looking top five. I got the Seahawks winning. I also got the Seahawks, which I don't know if that's an upset or not, but I'm counting it as an upset. Mm, not really. Not I really. Mean, you know I like Car- Kyler, but I think the way Geno's playing right now, Seahawks are going to take it. And Seahawks should take it. The The Seahawks offense have been really moving with Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and Geno, so I – don't see any reason why the Cardinals would slow that down. Exactly. Yeah, it's like it's not like they're they have so many defensive weapons that are going to stop that offense. I mean, it's just not looking likely. Yeah. And I think that the Seahawks offense can outperform the Cardinals offense. Yeah. And then there's two more games left. There is the uh there's the last 425 game, which is the Bills versus the Chiefs. I'm excited for that game. I, Everyone is. It should be the Monday Night Football game instead of the Chargers-Broncos, but instead we have to watch the Broncos on prime time again. And the Bills versus the Chiefs, I have the Bills winning. I think they are the better – I don't – actually, I don't know. I think Mahomes is better, but I think the Bills as a unit are a better team. Uh, and I suspect it to be, like, a really close game, like 31-28, like, high-scoring, close, very fun game to watch. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I have the Bills, but it could go either way. Like, yeah. both these teams are up to such a high caliber. They both do crazy things. They should be the AFC Championship game rematch again. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? They're both two of the best teams in the entire league let alone the AFC. Yeah, so it'll definitely be a good game to see. We'll definitely have that on. Yes. And then the Sunday Night Football game, Cowboys-Eagles. The Cowboys are 4-1, and one, yet I feel like they are a significantly worse team than the Eagles. I have the Eagles winning that. Not easily, but, like, it's going to be a very fun game to watch, but I feel like it's going to be, like, a weird, weird scoring game, like 24-14, like, a game that's not close to the entire night but looks closer than the score. 
Yeah, I mean, both these teams are doing very well. But as you said earlier, the Cowboys, most of it's coming from the defense. So I don't know how that Eagles offense is going to function against the defense. I'm thinking they could score a pretty good, pretty good amount of points. I don't know, honestly, what the Eagles defense is looking like. What do you think? The Eagles defense is one of the best in the league. Darius Slay is playing like a top five corner. Uh, the D-line is just eating up run, uh, running offenses. Like they're, they're not allowing yards on the run. They're not allowing yards in the air. The Cowboys offense with Cooper Rush might struggle a little bit, especially with Zeke being a shell of him former self. But I don't know. I feel like it still will be a close game. All right. And then the final game of the week, the Monday Night Football game, Chargers-Broncos. Broncos country, let's die. I have the Chargers winning that. Yeah, Chargers, I'm taking them to Look. The Raiders won to them. So, I don't really see – I don't see the Chargers the Broncos. De- the Broncos have notoriously played well against the Chargers, even when they had, like, really bad teams. That's true. The Broncos have a really good defense, and that could, like – and they could – Are they stopping Herbert? Screw it. Screw it. The Broncos are winning. All right. The defense yeah. is going to stop Herbert. They have always stopped Herbert. And Russell Wilson's going to – Throw one touchdown, and that will be enough to win the game. Because if we all know that primetime games, Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, there's no scoring. It's all defense. The Broncos have scored what? They scored 11 points and 9 points in their last two <laughs> primetime games, and they almost won both of them. So low-scoring game, Russell Wilson scores one touchdown, and they win the game. All right, we'll have to see. So... Yeah, that's it from us from this episode. We'll have our week six. No, we'll ha- right after this, a day or two after, we'll have an NBA episode where we give our season predictions and our uh, award predictions. Look forward to a, uh, a special guest on that episode, actually. Yes, we, we have one of our, maybe two of our, we have some friends coming on. Maybe. Look out, just, you'll have to watch the episode to find out. And then after that, we'll have our week six recap and week seven predictions in the same episode. Yeah, also let us know on social media. We have it all linked in our bios. Uh, If you guys want a separate series or if you want it as part of this, if we end up doing it as a separate series anyway, we'll definitely tell you guys about it. We'll link it in here. We'll make sure you're notified. Yeah, we'll have a separate account with all the episodes on it. Mm -hmm. Just everything in the same place so you can all watch it whenever you want to. All right, so we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching.